the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Did you hear the good news? Drag Queen Story Hour was canceled over the weekend. It was supposed to happen for the kiddies at the Children's Museum of Pittsburgh on Friday and the Carnegie Library of Pittsburgh on Saturday. The kids from, I believe, uh, birth to grade five, fifth graders, I guess that's like 10 or 11, were going to be treated to men dressed as women reading stories to them. Uh, and acting like women, not just dressed, but, you know, you know what a drag queen is. But according to, uh, quote, circumstances beyond our control, unquote, they were canceled. Suzanne Thinnis, who, by the way, could not have been nicer when she was explaining the reason for subjecting kids to this uh, on our show. Was it last week, I think? Yeah. Uh, she was great, and I, I really appreciated her doing it, but... Um, I'm glad it was canceled. Sorry, Suzanne. Um, well, anyway, she said they became aware of a threat on social media directed at Drag Queen Story Hour time, uh, drag, drag Queen Story Time programs in general, uh, not specifically the ones that were scheduled for here, but they thought it was a good idea at these two places, the museum and the library, uh, good, just good enough uh, idea to cancel it because of those threats. Now, of course, what would be a really good idea would be to just get real women and real men to read stories instead of, you know, confusing the kiddies. But how much fun would that be? You know, just have like actual people reading stories to the kids. You wouldn't want to have that. Anyway, in a statement, the Carnegie Library said, CLP is proud to join other libraries around the country to offer programming to families that explores diversity and encourages empathy, kindness, and self-expression. We look forward to resuming Story Hour next season. I guess the drag queens have a season. You know, like a football, like the NFL. <laughs> you know, I, I must be, maybe it's uh, like hockey, because it's over. But anyway, uh, base, drag queen season apparently is over. I didn't think to check out when that is. Um, but, you know, they're allowed to have a season the same as the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever. Anyway, it got me to thinking, why do parents need a library for this? Just go to the Drag Queen Story Hour website, find a drag queen that looks really pretty and look, you know, one that you think is really going to really entertain the crap out of the kids and invite him over to the house to read stories. Just bring him in. He knocks on the door. Hey, look, it's the drag queen. Come on in. Invite the neighbor kids in. Now, I'd actually prefer pin the tail on the donkey for my kids, but I'm old. And I, I got a feeling they don't play that anymore, but, they, you know, I think everybody knows what that is. Anyway, the best part of the cancellation is that there's a chance that some of the kids who were spared the experience will never have to be subjected to it. But, you know, again, if you're disappointed about the, the, the drag queen thing being canceled at the library, just that, that's right there on the website. I'd give it to you, but I don't want to. Uh, but there's a website out there for Drag Queen Story Hour, and all you got to do is call them up, and they'll send uh, somebody over, a man dressed as a woman. And there you go. you got your uh, ready-made party. Anyway, uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to talk about segregation. And here's what Kamala Harris said to reporters in San Francisco yesterday. Quote, I support busing. Listen, the schools of America are as segregated, if not more segregated today than they were when I was in elementary school. And we need to put every effort, including busing, into play to desegregate the schools. Good luck uh, getting elected by promising busing, Kamala. But after the break, we're going to talk about neo-segregation, and it could be happening at a college near you. Stick around. Ebony and Ivory Keyboard, oh Lord, why don't we 
We've been telling you about something called Miracles and Moon for a few weeks here, and uh, the president and CEO, Mike Magolik, joins us. Thanks for having us, John. We appreciate all the support. Mike, your son has a genetic disorder that makes him someone who will appreciate this field, right? Yeah, that's correct. Our youngest son, Luke, has a rare genetic disease called 5P-. About 30 to 35 kids a year in the U.S. are born with wow, it. Wow, that's all. Um, yeah, so the main reason that we're building this field with the help of the community is that we want everyone to have a team, everyone to use a restroom with the dignity that they deserve, mm-hmm. and have families to have a safe place to play. You're not getting any federal taxpayer money here, right? So this is all donations that's going to get this thing done? Yeah, that's correct. Everyone talks about how great Pittsburgh is, and our board can definitely feel that because the money that we've raised, close to $2 million, has been from individuals, companies, and foundations. And if you'd like to see how you can help, please go to the website. Check it out at miraclesinmoon.org. miraclesinmoon.org. Are you overwhelmed, unable to think clearly or sleep well at night, or just trudging through each day but not really enjoying your life? I'm a counselor with Faithful Counseling, and that feeling of distress can sometimes be because you're wrestling with a problem that seems too big or too impossible to overcome. Other times, people are consumed by a past hurt. I'm part of a network of Christian counselors, fellow believers, trusted therapists who share your faith. We want to give you a free week so you can try us out. You can begin a conversation with one of us by text or phone, even video conferencing today. Are you ready to shake this off and begin enjoying your life? If it's not for you, cancel during your first week and you'll not pay a dime. Go to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's time to talk to someone who can help. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. It's so easy to get started, and your first week is free. Go now to TryFaithfulCounseling.com. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsoruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsoruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsoruspittsburgh.com. You watch what you eat. You're hitting the gym. You're doing your best to live a healthy life. But did you know that a bad night's sleep and a bad mattress can have a big impact on your health? Here at the Original Mattress Factory, our hand-built mattresses made of the highest quality materials provide the comfort and support needed to provide healthy sleep for years to come. To learn more about how the right mattress can help you achieve healthy sleep habits, visit OriginalMattress.com or stop by an Original Mattress Factory store near you. The gimmicks, the flashy sales, and the big markups. Mattress stores have made the mattress shopping experience confusing on purpose. Ron Trzinski started the original mattress factory to create a better way. He raised the bar on quality, offered hand-built mattresses for a fraction of the cost, and ditched the high-pressure sales tactics, all to create a better mattress buying experience for you. You could say he was the original disruptor. Stop by an original mattress factory store or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see the OMF difference for yourself. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Now, Kamala Harris uh, got a little jump in the polls from her exchange with Joe Biden during the debates last week. Uh, the one about busing and segregation. Of course, Joe was right about busing being a failure, but Harris was out there this weekend still pushing the need for it, as I told you before the break, and saying that schools are segregated now to the same degree that they were in the Jim Crow era. Meanwhile, all over the country, colleges are getting more and more segregated. Dion Pierre is a research associate at the National Association of Scholars. He's done a lot of work on that subject recently. He joins us now. Dion, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. So I wasn't able to read uh, your report on neo-segregation today. Not the whole thing, obviously. It's over 200 pages. It's really an extensive report. Can you start us off with a, a quick Cliff Notes uh, version of what neo-segregation is? 
Well, neo-segregation describes the voluntary, voluntary and also school-supported segregation of racial minority students in academic and extramural settings. So, for instance, uh, our project, Separate But Equal Again, Neo-Segregation in American Higher Education, found that 46% of schools segregate student orientation programs, 43 segregate residential uh, arrangements, and 72 have, 72% have segregated graduation ceremonies. We, of course, looked at 173 colleges and universities, public and private, and we were surprised at how pervasive uh, racial segregation on college campuses is. Uh, it makes it all the more surprising that Kamala Harris should go after uh, Joe Biden the other night on this question of segregation when the left has supported this kind of segregation for years, uh, particularly in its affiliations with various black nationalist factions. Um, so you, know, you say that it all began at Yale, and you wrote a piece uh, just about the history of uh, neo-segregation there, and it goes back quite a while. What did you find? Yes, yes. So Yale, uh, neo-segregation at Yale, that is one of the book-length case studies that comprise separate but equal again. Um, Yale was uh, a, a theater for the early form of identity politics with which we've become familiar on college campuses. Um, uh, I guess in a short version is, uh, that in the 1960s, Yale University attempted uh, via racial preferences, which included lowering admission standards, to um, integrate its student body at mass for the first time uh, in its history. Yale had had black students matriculate and graduate in the past before, but uh, it wanted them in large numbers. Many of the students Yale had admitted, though, uh, were selected without regard for academic merit. These students be, felt alienated, they felt embarrassed, they felt as if the curriculum was much too difficult for them. Uh, they felt uh, under siege in the country at large. It was the 60s and the civil rights movement. And slowly they began to form these segregated clubs. So at Yale, you had the Black Student Alliance. Um, by 1973, Yale had an Asian American Student Alliance and Desperita Boricua, which was for Puerto Rican students. All of these clubs by then were copying the model of self-segregation and using identity politics to gain kind, all kinds of special privileges and concessions for their racial interest group. And so um, I, I've seen this many stories about uh, you know segregated uh, a, a special graduation ceremonies, things you mentioned there for black students mm -hmm. only. Um, what is the stated purpose for it? Aside from, I mean, um, aside from just segregating, and, and, and I don't understand what, who, mm -hmm. and it comes from, it's some, it comes from somebody in academia, somebody at the at the college thinks it's a good idea. Um, what students will say, uh, students, by the way, are taught to hijack the language of equality and, and self determination that most Americans are familiar with to support these segregated programs, which are which the purpose of which is to foment a kind of a soft kind of race nationalism within students. So um, on the one hand, students will say if these things are debated publicly, which you'll see in a number of examples in neo-segregation at Yale, they'll say, oh, it's about celebrating culture. Oh, but then another student will say, well, no, it's about self-determination and getting away from whites. Um, the uh, explanation constantly changes because the left knows, the campus left knows that segregation is wrong. So they will give us some variation of a explanation that's meant to deflect from what's going on. When the truth is, when they're angry enough, they'll say that the purpose absolutely is to segregate minority students and to prepare them to go out into the world and uh, construct a post-Western America that has, un has open borders and um, no more Western history and literature taught in college curricula, and it goes on and on and on. So that seems like a pretty uh, devious uh, plot, you know. That's, that's nasty stuff there. Um, you know, when somebody from the outside would just say, well, that's interesting. Uh, Yale has uh, a graduation ceremony for black students, but it, it goes a lot deeper than that. 
it, it is deeper. These individual programs, um, you know, it's like a tree. And, you know, there's all kinds of branches, but they all sprout from a, a culture that emerged on college campuses in the 60s. There, you know, we could kind of go into this. I don't know that we have uh, that much time. I urge people to check out the report to get an explanation for this, and I'll be writing more op-eds to talk about it. But um, people have to understand that um, many minority students in the 1960s felt that the um, message of racial harmony and integration that's coming from figures like Dr. King and Roy Wilkins didn't speak to what they needed in uh, a, a transcendent and authentic brand of politics. And they imagined that the answers would be found in racial separatism. Um, now, um, from the standpoint of the university and the role of the university, all of this race nationalism stuff was going on while universities fulfilled their obligation to get many of these students, many of whom were underprepared, into remedial education programs. So um, Yale's prop, pre, uh, which was initially for Puerto Rican students whom it had selected for, from inner cities, um, it was for Puerto Rican students to have self-determination, but it was also so kids could have five or six weeks of catch-up remedial courses, uh, which included things that they should have learned in high school. Mm -hmm. So there were a, a kind of two things going on here. Um, it's connected to racial preferences. It's connected with indoctrinating minority students into cultural Marxism, into identity politics. And a lot of it has to do with avoiding conversations about the achievement gap that um, minority students, and particularly black students, come in um, less prepared than every other racial category. But the bottom line is that Americans should know that this is a mess, and it, it speaks to the failure of higher education to teach students to come to college and to use that um, as basically the one time in their life really uh, when they'll be in a truly diverse uh, environment because, as you know, Kamala Harris rightly point out, there is much residential and class segregation throughout the country. So for her to get on Joe Biden about that, uh, to score points with her uh, supporters at Slate and, and the New Republic uh, without saying anything about the African-American theme house at UC Berkeley or all of the segregated black and Latino Asian houses throughout the University of California college system. I mean, it just, it just shows the hypocrisy in our politics right now, and particularly um, the left using its inconsistency on these issues to kind of gaslight and manipulate us into believing anything that they say. I should point out. I, I I wish I didn't have to point it out, but I do. I'm, I have, I should point out that you are black, correct, Dion? Uh, I am black. Uh, I am of multi-ethnic uh, origins. Uh, um, I do not have black American slave ancestry in my blood. Uh, my family on both sides emigrated from the West Indies, and on both sides, uh, those roots stretch out uh, from Europe to South Asia to Costa Rica. So, but well, the, uh, the reason, the reason, re yeah, and the reason I have I guess to the ask, answer is yes. I think you have. You know why I have to ask because. Uh, there will be people who will be just immediately um, pouncing on what you're saying as being racist and ill-informed uh, from another white guy, if, if you don't point it out. That's un unfortunate, but oh, I think... Yeah, you know, I, I understand that that's a possibility, but I don't think that people who are concerned about these issues should be speaking the progressive left language. I mean, I think we make that mistake all the time. Um, in the left framework, yes, I'm a I'm a black man. For me, uh, I'm black. If, if I have to fill it out on the census, maybe sometimes I'll put other. But these things that we are seeing on campus and in the less broader culture are wrong no matter who points them out. Right. And, and we lose each time we um, ask a conservative of color or a woman conservative to write an op-ed and say, I'm a woman and I think this. No. We're Americans, and we don't want our country to look like 
what's happening at Berkeley uh, with students uh, accusing um, uh, Israel of supporting the prison, prison industrial complex. We don't want the country looking like what happened at Yale in 1968 with racial interest groups marching to the president's house and shutting down the campus. At Wesleyan University, the Latino student groups trapped the president in their office. This is the kind of politics and civic engagement that they're teaching elite leaders. Um, can you imagine having this in our Congress? You know, they love to sit in and, and, and they have these, these die-ins. They, they starve themselves. They make a whole scene. They shut everything down. The American people need to be concerned, one, that their kids are being charged $55,000 a year for this garbage, and two, that many of these students are going to be running for office. Yep. And, 10 or 15 or 20 years. We heard about this ISIS Davis Marks girl at Yale who said that she's going to target white men for sexual assault allegations. What people need to understand is, is black students who, who turn out like that have gone through this long period of grooming and indoctrination at the undergraduate level to see white people as an enemy, to see middle white Americans as an enemy and to uh, basically deny their own American heritage and to imagine something else. And well, it's not exactly clear what that, what that is. Um, it, if you look in, in, in the culture or social media, it just seems that the far left is beating people up or encouraging us to debase ourselves or referring black people in mass to Planned Parenthood. I mean, you know, we have a huge interest in stopping whatever this is that is uh, growing in our country right now. Uh, we're talking to Dion Pierre. He's a research associate at the National Association of Scholars, talking about segregation on college campuses, uh, and it's widespread, as you said. You you surveyed 173 colleges, um, and you're talking about indoctrination. Um, where is the indoctrination specifically coming from? I mean, obviously, there it's coming from the classroom, but how does having uh, you know black safe spaces and uh, places like that? How does that add to it? Well, you'll see a place like Wesleyan University, um, a black studies professor there teaches a course uh, where students read a book called Black Athena. Um, this was a book that was published uh, in the latter half of the 20th century, arguing that Western civilization was stolen from um, African, black African Egyptians, uh, and that Aristotle's whole metaphysics and philosophy was stolen from these uh, black African Egyptians. Um, uh, the indoctrination, what does that mean? It means that black students, minority students in these ethnic studies courses that the schools send them to are learning myths and falsehoods. Uh, there's another course at Wesleyan University where, you know, kids learn all about Wakanda and, and Black Panther. You know, instead of teaching kids about uh, foreign policy, how uh, right now the Trump administration is rewriting the rules on foreign policy and world order in the United States. They have black students at Wesleyan paying $60,000 to learn about Marvel films oh, in places of, of substantial. And these kids come out angry. They come out with all kinds of slogans and Wakanda and black magic. Um, but they aren't thinking critically about issues that are happening in America right now, particularly how overburdening inner cities uh, in, in sanctuary cities with illegal immigrants uh, uh, hurts. Uh, maybe predominantly black schools that are already underserved and underfunded. So, you know, um, this you find this all over at Yale University. There's a course on, uh, it's not really clear what it is when you look at the description, but it's on surveillance in the black community and how the NSA uses its technology to watch black people. Hey, Dion, um, I, yeah. I, I have to stop you. i got to take a break. Would you mind sticking around through the break? I wasn't planning on doing that, but you're, you're rolling now. I want to keep can, – can you, can you sit through a couple of commercials here? Sure, I'll sit through commercials. <laughs> All right. We'll be right back with Dion Pierre of the National Association of Scholars talking about more stupidity on college campuses. Man, we seem to talk about that a lot, but there's a lot of it out there. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Police in Hong Kong had to use tear gas to break up demonstrators spray-painting pro-democracy slogans. You just wonder whether now there will be a PR offensive by the politicians, by the police here saying, look, you know, this is what happens. There was nothing we could do. We didn't want to go in heavy-handed. We stood back. Look at what these protesters have done to your to your parliament and you know we'll, we'll see what Hong Kongers make of this because many of the youth are really angry they're squarely behind what has become a movement whether the more conservative older generation whether they're repulsed by what they've seen or whether they quietly uh, endorse what has happened today they might not agree with the violence that has been shown but it could be that they too share the sentiment and the direction of this protest movement the BBC's Nick Beek in Hong Kong on Wall Street that up by 117 points this is SRN News. Donald Trump has declared war against the Federal Reserve. The winner will determine the outcome of the world's economy. My name's Adam Barada. I'm the author of the national best-selling book, Gold is a Better Way. Trump has called the Federal Reserve crazy, his number one enemy, and believes they've blown a massive asset bubble that their rising rates will pop. Trump knows he must beat the Fed to the punch before they cause another financial collapse. He'll do this by monetizing gold. His brilliant plan will cause the price of gold to double overnight. I lay it all out in my in-depth report, The Mar-a-Lago Accord. To get this report and a free copy of my best-selling book, text the words Trump Gold to 49776. That's Trump Gold to 49776. The U.S. owns more gold than every nation in the world. Trump's about to use that gold to make America great again. Text Trump Gold to 49776. That's Trump Gold to 49776. If you have an IRA or 401k, you absolutely need to see this. Text Trump Gold to 49776. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer Pittsburgh skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer Pittsburgh. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1250, the answer. Are you tired of your old and drafty windows and doors? Pella offers three lines of vinyl, a fiberglass product, and various lines of wood. So we have gorgeous new windows and doors to fit your needs and any budget. You deserve Pella quality. And for a limited time, get $150 off windows and $500 off doors or 48 months no interest. Yeah, we can do that. Call 888-77-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy & Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Community Bank. City Mission. Number One Cochrane. Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction. Design and build with one company. Nello Construction. Full service construction from the ground up. Renovation. Expansion. Nello Construction. The choice for business. See the projects. Begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 1250 AM, The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet, and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, Learn, be well. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Big delays on the Parkway East. On the outbound side, the crash is off to the shoulder at Monroeville. Really heavy from Boulevard of the Allies all the way to that point. Another accident was cleared outbound at the Fort Pitt Bridge. Parkway West disabled vehicle outbound at Green Tree. Just now cleared, but expect some lingering delays there. And we've got an accident on 51 at the Elizabeth Bridge. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. 
Some reheat and humidity return as we head toward Independence Day. Mainly clear sky tonight, still fairly comfortable with the low 66. Then tomorrow's hotter and more humid. Partly sunny with an afternoon or evening thunderstorm. High will be near 90. Warm and muggy tomorrow night, patchy clouds low 70. Wednesday, clouds and sun with a shower and thunderstorm around in the afternoon, high 87. For Independence Day, we'll have variable clouds with a couple showers and a thunderstorm, high again 87. With your Iraqi weather forecast, I'm Frank Streit. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, back with Dion Pierre, a research associate at the National Association of Scholars. Uh, Dion, thanks for sticking around. I, I want to ask you real quick, uh, where can people find your study online? Uh, visit nas.org. Uh, I believe go to what we do. We just or- reorganized our website, but go to nas.org, what we do, um, or you can also Google separate but equal again, NAS or neo-segregation at Yale. But of course, visit nas.org, and we have other reports that you can read about various issues in higher education. We have done work recently about the Confucius Institutes that are backed by Chinese, shady Chinese dark money that are uh, been welcomed to college campuses by shady administrators. Uh, we're also pushing a free speech initiative right now. Wow. So uh, I, this, I spent a lot of time on this show um, because I'm fascinated by it, um, exasperated, <laughs> scared a little bit about what I see that's going on on college campuses, and this is just another uh, example of it, a big one. And I'm just wondering um, if... This, the, all these things that you talked about that are going on with the neo-segregation and black students having their own graduation and all that stuff for people who uh, weren't listening in the last half hour. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just wondering, um, Are do you think that black uh, parents of students, black students, are they... Are they seeking this out now? Is this now the thing to, I mean, when you go to choose, a, I'm not a black guy, so I don't know. But if, I, if, if, um, if I'm looking for a school for my kids uh, and I'm a black, uh, black, I'm black father, am I looking for a school that's going to, uh, am I going to be attracted to this stuff? Am I, am I now indoctrinated into believing that this is good for my kid? You know, there, there is a growing market for this, uh, unfortunately. UC Berkeley, I believe, has a black family weekend. Uh, and so black parents and students come to that. Um, these programs are a selling point, you know, for black students. So the students who end up at these programs, they have probably found out about them because they participated in another kind of neo-segregated program which I call a diversity fly-in. Um, those are exclusive visits for minority students. They come to campus, and three or four students from the ethnic student clubs give them a tour. They give them uh, a view of the Black Studies curriculum or the Black Dean or um, whoever the administration has hired to uh, handle sometimes even Black psychological services. Um, so those students leave college weekend thinking, ah, look, there's all this racial self-segregation going on there, are telling me that uh, they've created all these things for me as a black person. I want to go to that school. And schools like Wesleyan University, by the way, uh, they'll brag about having these kinds of programs and using them to attract students of color to their campus. Well, now, if... if, um, if 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 i so if i if i go there i'm a black kid and i show up on campus i'm basically exposed to nothing but other black students black faculty and uh, and that's that's the that's the selling point to me that that's, that's the selling point why not go uh, to know, an all black uh, college i you know <laughs> i you know i don't know uh That is a question that I have thought about a lot the last two years. It it sent me to YouTube, where a lot of young people talk about uh, the issues they think are important. And I happened to find a series of videos um, featuring black students compare uh, uh, historically black colleges and universities to what they call PWIs. It's an acronym that means predominantly white institutions. And uh, I don't want to say too much about how black students feel about uh, that debate, but people should should check it out. Mm-hmm. There are many, many reasons why uh, a certain demographic of black students feels that it's a much 
uh, safer investment for them to attend a college that is majority white and which offers a degree of neo-segregation. Uh, and there are many um, <clears throat> black students who would rather just go to Howard or Tennessee State University and uh, other schools. Um, you know, one of them, uh, I, they will say, is the quality of the curriculum and uh, uh, getting a chance to socialize and work in real-world settings. So, you know, black students do talk about this stuff a lot because the racialization of the college campus, um, you know, it, it gives them lots of things to think over, scholarships, special scholarships for black students sort of thing, um, all of these kinds of programs, special alumni networks that are created for black students within the university. So all of this, this comparison, white universities versus black universities, all of this goes into the decision-making process of the black college student from the time they're about 17, maybe even 16, uh, until the day they matriculate. And based on your study, you find this all to be counterproductive? Would that be fair to say? Uh, I do. I, uh, be, the degree of race, residential segregation throughout the country means that college is the first time when students of color and many white students, although this is not the case at elite universities where many white students come from relatively di diverse, uh, wealthy zip codes, but that's you know neither here nor there at the moment. But for students at large at public universities, uh, those four years are going to be the first time they're interacting with Asian students, white students, Jewish students. Uh, for students to spend those four years in ethnic enclaves that don't talk to each other, that can't have a conversation on issues that affect all Americans without offending each other or without just lying to each other because they're so afraid to offend each other. If this persists, we are crippling these students. We are harming them and preventing them from uh, maturing into Americans that are capable of rational discourse, that are capable of listening to each other, and most importantly, looking beyond the color of one's skin. That is the biggest travesty in all of this. These students, from the moment they get to college campus, uh, campuses are disabused of the idea that what matters most is the content of someone's character. And in addition to that, they are taught that their race is a uh, their race is for sale. That they can get special access to a field trip. That um, they'll be first in line to a scholarship worth tens of thousands of dollars. So, you know, this kind of thinking, um, instilling it in young people at this age, kids who may run for Congress, kids who um, may be in charge of shaping the minds of other kids in the future. I mean, you know, we need to have something to say about this. What's, what's been separate but equal again is disturbing, and it should disturb all Americans. Yep. And, and, you know, the universities are always saying that they're a microcosm of, of society. In a lot of ways, they're not. They, they are really um, a, a vision of what the university wishes America to become. A probably better metaphor for this um, is the university is something like uh, a Neverland Ranch. It looks fun. All of the kids are having fun. They're going to parties and attending Planned Parenthood rallies. But you look at students like Geraldine Luther, who is shrieking, who is shrieking at Professor Nicholas Christakis, these students are really, really turning out messed up. Wow. And we are wondering why they can't engage in conversations. We're wondering why they seem to cry if someone disagrees with them. It is because these college administrators, these programs, these leftist ideologies are genuinely harming students. And you can see that it harms minority students because their self-confidence is caught up in the racial preferences regime. And so they're resentful. They resent everyone on, on campus uh, when these protests happen. And you hear it. They uh, complain about the level of Asian students at a school. They don't complain about Asian discrimination in college admissions. It's a system that asks uh, everyone to be – it asks everyone to debase themselves ethically. Well, um, you know, there's so much talk now uh, about diversity and acceptance and – um, you know, we we had a we had a, a black president uh, two terms, and that was supposed to help with all this. And 
this just seems to and and it just just seems to make it all a waste of time because they're being you're taking kids and you assume that these are uh, uh, smart kids smart enough to go to college and you're just destroying the idea of diversity it's because you're you're separating them it just it makes no sense well this is the thing that i mentioned in the last segment the uh, less use of diversity is a diversionary tactic. It, it makes us think that it's in the same vein as Dr. King's dream of a color of a nation that didn't know color. But diversity is really a code word on the left for power politics. Power politics driven by a coalition of racial and uh, identity-based uh, interest groups. So either LGBT or women on the one hand, or sometimes broken down into women of color, men of color, uh, it, it, and all various other kinds of categories. You can see that reflected in student organizations on campus. Each of them bargains with the university for funding for a particular project, a particular dance, a graduation ceremony, maybe an additional program that supplements a segregated orientation program on campus. So there's just a lot of bad things coming out of all of this. Last thing, Dion, um and, and I seem to say this a lot when I when it comes to LGBTQ issues on campus and transgender issues uh, with uh, women's uh, sports and all that stuff. Um, there just seems to be so much insanity out there. I seem to use this expression a lot, but it's a it seems like a train that's rolling down the track that ain't going to be stopped. This whole, I don't. How do you turn it around? Uh uh, we have to tell people, we have to spread the word, we have to um, encourage more students to think about what the university is for and why the track it's on right now is wrong. It's going to take a few years to fix all of this. Yeah, but how are you going to do it, Dion? I mean, you, you have to get the, peop- the people who are at the college to, to uh, wake up and say, hey, this is a dumb idea. What's the chances of that happening? Well, Everyone can go to nas.org and look at our neo-segregation toolkit where they'll find uh, three uh, model letters that you can write to your congressman or a college president demanding that they stop neo-segregating students on college campuses. I urge people to write to the Office of Civil Rights. I urge people to write to their congressmen and their senators and to tweet during these debates with the Democrats to point out their hypocrisy, that they'll support segregation on campus, but then they'll use, uh, they'll pretend that Kamala Harris was Ruby Bridges um, desegregating schools in the South to score points with the American people. What we need is lots of people doing things like this to create a movement that uh, propels the culture in a different direction. Wow. Hey, Dion, I appreciate it. We're out of time. Um, Everybody can check it out. And uh, it's it's really it's amazing that this is going on. And it's not just at a few colleges. It's everywhere, isn't it? It, It's in a lot of places. And the media doesn't want to talk about. No, of course not. Because it doesn't it doesn't fit their narrative and what they want us to think. Well, I thanks. They'd rather have us believe things that aren't true. Oh, that's the way it works. I know. I really appreciate you taking the time, Dion. Thank you. All right, and we'll see you. We'll be right back. storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. windowsruspittsburgh.com. 
We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to be that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S dot org. It's time to stand with Israel. Consider the lifelong impact of joining The Answers, Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. More than a vacation, this journey will guide you through centuries of faith and culture as you visit iconic places right out of Scripture. Along the way, your hosts will broadcast on-site while you watch and participate. Together with like-minded travelers, you'll see over 40 iconic sites during the 10-day tour where you can pray at the Western Wall in Old City, Jerusalem, float in the Dead Sea, and take a boat out onto the water of the Sea of Galilee. Have you ever wanted to walk inside the Garden Tomb? Register today for the Stand with Israel Tour this December 2nd through 11th. Just go to our website for more details and registration information at theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. That's theanswerpgh.com slash Israel. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, your friends in Washington, D.C. are taking care of you. Not that I'm not talking about the federal government. I'm talking about the local government there. Uh, as of today, uh, restaurants in Washington, D.C. will be fined for handing out, are you ready, plastic straws. That's right. You will not get a plastic straw in D.C. unless you are uh, you you have a disability of some kind, or you um, um, or if you want, if the restaurant is okay with being fined, eight hundred dollars. Uh, it says here effect took effect. Uh, actually, the the ban took effect on January first, and restaurants were only given a warning if they were found in violation. But as of today. Businesses that provide disposable plastic straws will be fined between $100 and $800 if their employees repeatedly provide the straws. Now, of course, if you don't pay the fine, what happens? Do they come and close you down? Probably. How'd you like to have that? City inspectors have been traveling to businesses throughout the district and handing out warning letters to, to those noticeably carrying plastic straws. Now, keep in mind, if you are a city inspector, that means that you are being paid by the city. And if you are being paid by the city, that means that if you live in the city, your tax dollars are paying for some clown to ride around in his city car using city gas that your taxpayer uh, your tax dollars paid for to go into restaurants to look around to see if they're putting plastic straws up there on the counter for people. Not just restaurants, I guess. Anything, any place. If you got, if you're selling hot dogs at a, you're a vendor in the street, and you have give somebody a plastic straw, eight hundred bucks. Now, um, 
America, according to this, I have to understand, we talked about this on the show a few months ago. This whole thing about plastic started with a study done by a nine-year-old kid. Uh, There's a claim out there that Americans use 500 million plastic straws every day. It it doesn't come from the National Park Service. Uh, It comes from um, a kid named Milo Kress, a study that he did when he was nine. Okay, this was about, I don't know, a few years ago. He called up straw manufacturers and asked for their estimates. And now that's like been 10 years, and politicians are now imposing a ban and fining people $800 because of a study that was done by a nine-year-old kid. That's all you need to know. Now, which brings me to this. This I came across today, yesterday actually. Today's the first, right? So yesterday was the um, um, the thirtieth anniversary of this, and it's uh, it was it came from um, the Associated Press back in 1989, and it it's about uh, it's 1989. The, the Associated Press had a story that said that if we here it is a senior UN environmental official. This is from. June 30th, 1989, written by Peter James Spielman. Don't blame him. He's just the he's just the reporter for AP <clears throat> from the Associated Press. A senior UN environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the face of the earth. That's what it says. <laughs> this is a Associated Press now. Wiped off the face of the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed by the year 2000. Coastal flooding and crop failures would create an exodus of eco-refugees, threatening political chaos, said Noel Brown, director of the New York Office of the U.N. Environment Program, or UNEP. Now, he said governments have a 10-year window of opportunity to solve the greenhouse effect before it happens. And where have you heard that before? Isn't that what the Green Deal said, like, a year ago that we had 12 years? This said we had 10 years, 11 years, uh, 30 years ago. Now, where is this Noel, what's his name, Noel Brown? Has he been fired? Has anybody asked him about this? I guarantee you nobody has asked him about it. He's probably still being paid by somebody to come out with garbage like this. But there you are. We survived. We made it. You should be feeling happy. Every day counts. You should have been dead in 2000. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.